0: Hey, what's up? This is K-12 Tech Talk, episode 76. Listener Pate is here. We talk about Aruba ClearPass, getting new access points, looking for access points that end up in ceilings. We talk about content filtering, two-factor authentication, streaming services, and Josh is gone, but he's here with us in spirit. Have a listen.
1: This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live
2: from the somethingcool.com studios, this is K-12 Tech Talk,
0: episode 76. Just kidding. Josh isn't here. That wasn't him. Mark's been working all day on sound clips of Josh. Is that right, Mark? That's right. We don't have Josh this week. He
2: is sailing in the Caribbean or Caribbean. Whichever you prefer. And and,
0: and sending us photos of him in the nice warm water. Yeah, it's gotten awkward because most of them, his shirt is off. (laughs) I don't know. But we've upgraded... Uh, this has happened before. We press the upgrade button, and Pate is here. Josh, hey guys. Do, you have any, do you have anything to say about Pate? You get it. Do I? Josh. Oh, Josh. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, you have never met Pate before. Pate, you've never met Mark before. Allow me to introduce the both of you. Mark, this is Pate. Pate, this is Mark.
1: This is incredible. I mean, you're looking at a guy who's got a school district that is by smaller, ink K through twelve. And one of his how middle many, school how many, centers. How
2: many students do you have?
0: 1304. Oh, we have multiple schools with more kids. That's weird, right? Yeah. Hey, don't worry about Mark. He tries to be intimidating. He likes that. Just he he talks numbers, but whatever. it's all a lie. It's all a lie. There's extra zeros, whatever.
2: I, I had somebody at work today uh, drop a reference to an episode as like a hint. Like I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> did they say
0: what episode it was i wonder what was talked about
2: uh it was a recent one i could tell it was a recent one and then it was just that note of like oh i think this is the one where you guys make fun of me of like mm. oh it doesn't actually do
0: anything uh so yeah i'll try to do better this episode then it's usually drop <laughs> josh that brings that heat anyway right. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many josh clips do you have mark enough to get through this episode i love it yep So we did, Pate has been bragging on uh, Discord that Missouri techs are in about his Aruba rollout with Provision Data Solutions. We thought we'd unpack that a little bit. So Provision Data Solutions, a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. Uh, You can email Ryan uh, to get your quotes to get you going. But then it's Derek and Jeff from PDS to actually show up to do all the hard labor. So Pate, you got your clear pass rolled out. What else did you do?
1: We, uh, we did a whole complete, uh, refresh, uh, our five finally showed up. that I ordered in March of 2021. Sweet. Uh, and then I pushed back the install date, uh, cause I wanted to get through the school year and then I went on vacation and I wasn't going to let them put new things in the ceiling and hang pretties up without me being there to dictate and guide and sure. be the, you know, general foreman of the project. I was going to say uh, are you guys in summer school right now, uh, that's a yes there there's summer school going on for uh high school students. Okay. And um uh, the one teacher was like, oh, "We we didn't know there wasn't going to be uh Wi-Fi." And I was like, "No, you were told there wouldn't be Wi-Fi for possibly the first whole week." And the teacher looks back at me and I was like, "Look, I learned in books and a chalkboard. You can figure out how to do it for a week." And <laughs> turned around <laughs> and walked away. Right? So right. Uh,
0: Provision actually just called me today with the great news that our 500 series APs have shipped as well. Uh, so we're looking at a July install date I'm pretty pumped about. But that brought up the question. So let me ask you this, Pate. So were rooms already being cleaned and like you're worried about waxing and stuff going on? Did they have uh, to
1: work around that? The, the the last two rooms at the end of a hall, they were in there with the floor buffer. The last two rooms of the whole project, they're in there with a floor buffer. Sure. Uh, Not buffing the wax in, buffing the old wax off. I said, Joe, can you stop for one second? (laughs) Uh, Put that ladder in there and get up there. They're like, Joe's like, well, they're going to fall. I was like, it's okay. And so we got those last two done and let them carry on. We didn't get waxed in yet or anything. Uh, You know, if we waited another week, we would have had that that problem for sure. But um, it went really great. Uh, Did you have any, you got any good access point stories? Well, I do. I do. Jeff and Derek show up Monday and we're going to do outdoor APs, except it rained an inch and there's no way to get around outside. So we start ripping and replacing inside the high school. uh, Those two and then my two, my two guys. And then a little later, Ryan and Andrew show up and it went like gangbusters. We ripped and replaced four buildings worth of APs uh, in a day. That's awesome. And uh, had them up and going had everything talking and going. And so we get back to the high school and uh, there's a rogue AP because uh, Aruba Central won't fire all the way up. And there's a rogue AP and we finally, they connect to it and find out who its neighbors are and they're talking and they're saying this or saying that. And finally I said, look, it's in this room right here. It can't be pinging this room, this room, this room, this room, and not be in this room right here. Right. So all seven of us go into one room. I'm like, it's behind something. Find it. You know, it felt like felt like uh, I got a, uh, oh, Tommy Lee Jones and the Fugitive. <laughs> find it. <laughs> find him. So uh, we go through there. Nope. So we finally connect back to that one, spin up a uh, new SSID for it to broadcast. Okay. Start walking around and find out where it's the strongest or whatever. And they're like, it's in this room here. I'm like, there's nothing in that room. The teacher's desk is all that's left in that room they like, no, it's in this room. I'm like, no, we took the one off the wall right there where that cord is. We took the one off the wall here. They got a ladder, climbed up it. No, actually, we went back to the core, found it, got a ladder, looked up, figured out where it was, started pulling on it, said it goes this way, walk into the classroom, and they're like, it's in that ceiling. I'm like, guys, I know I'm not the smartest one of us in this room, but we don't have access points hanging in the ceiling. I mean, I'm like, I'm not that dumb. Two ceiling tiles pop later, found an access point. You were that dumb? Yeah. Oh, I was that dumb. And- that access point had to be laying on top of the ceiling tiles for well. Oh, these were technically oh, these are actually Alcatel Lucent 105s, which were just a rebranded Aruba 105. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I got six years use out of these 105s without very many major.
0: Yeah, Aruba problems.
1: uses you as like the story of how well their stuff will last. Yes. Yes yeah they're like i got a guy who still had 105s working i mean i don't know why y'all think this stuff won't work and legitimately the only difference was they put a purple sticker on the middle of the access point the back of the access points still say aruba networks they still went to aruba networks to talk that's all of it and so we get that one out of the ceiling you know fix it boom high school's up we had a little bit of problem uh we basically have two ssids across the whole district now one for district-owned devices, and one for staff slash everyone else. And you're doing that with ClearPass? ClearPass. Okay. Uh, we uploaded all of our Chrome devices through a uh, sync with Google. It just pulls them in automatically and gives it the new SSID. And then um, we use Mosul for our iPad management, and it has a connection in ClearPass. Sweet. So all the iPads pulled over and things and Jeff was like, well, you know, something and something and something I was like, Jeff, I don't own that many iPads. Between the three of us in this department, we can legitimately go change the SSID if we have to just do it. I was going to say, we're,
0: we're a little bit into ClearPass, but we don't do any iPad uh, management. So I've never had to go down
1: that road. Well, we're, we're- I mean, I didn't go down any road. Jeff did it all. Jeff set mine all mine up. Yeah, you PBS know, I know- was pretty good about that. And Jeff was the guy that did ours as well you know uh it's been smooth and great uh i did have to buy i went ahead and bought a wild card cert said just buying a cert for clear pass and stuff i bought a wild card cert off of a cheap name name cheap whatever it is paid maybe 600 bucks for five years worth of certificate yeah you know whereas GoDaddy daddy gets 600 for two years on a wild wild card cert you know so we actually sorted up everything and stuff but it's working great people are connecting to it uh the Two factor, we had a little problem getting the two factor to pass through on the BYOD. Okay, because uh, teachers and students can connect with Google to log in to authenticate themselves, and then uh, at five o'clock there is no authentication on BYOD. You connect to it and you just get get on. We're not collecting any information yet about your email, your this, your that. We're just no captive portal page. Just get on. So you doing an open uh, network at nighttime? Yeah, it's it's BYODs open. Okay. And you, do you know, have
2: like a lot of people on your campus
1: at night? Or is this for like neighbors? Like- sporting events and things like that. You know, just to give the crowd. You know, everybody wants internet yeah. nowadays at sporting events. because we got a snap face and whatever else to get it all done. Vicky text. Yes. So uh, it's, going, it's going really well. Uh, I've been, you know, super pleased with it. And, uh, you know, one of the teachers said something about she couldn't access her uh, share drive today. And I was like, "Well, we'll we'll take your Google Google and drive, and we'll sync your My Documents up to it, and that's how you'll get to them from now on." Yep. Um, because you're not taking that device, even though you know you're not coming back to the network. Even though this teacher wouldn't be a problem, I don't want to start punching holes through our stuff. Um, you know, there's three cell phones on the, the network that can get to device like to the network, two switches, two stuff, and that is the tech departments, the superintendents, everybody else's is on BYOD. And they go straight to the internet only. That's awesome. You know, trying to look out for MCEP six, you know, items to show so, them that we can't well, secure not, stuff. We're not,
0: I don't know if you listened to the last, last episode, Pate, but Josh and I got into it over MCEP. I know. Mark's from Boston. They don't they don't even have MCEP. It was a disaster in here. It, it wasn't a disaster.
1: It was highly entertaining.
0: It, it continued the next morning
2: on my tech stream and they're on different time on the me. So I'm <laughs> I'm just getting text messages back and forth about SIP. I have no idea what you're talking about. We
0: argued that night. We argued that morning. We argued in a Google chat. <laughs> yep. And yep. Argue, I mean, we bantered. It's just good banter. We're just trying to build each other up. Yeah. Speaking of Josh, do you have anything from Josh, Mark? No,
2: I mean, I think what? that was a really great story. And I think, uh, you know, people might be wondering, well, if I wanted to get ClearPass or Aruba, where would they go? So we could we could ask Josh if he's if he's. Josh, you got anything? Out to your local Aruba sales engineer. Yeah, no, that's that's correct,
0: Josh. Josh pretty much only says a few lines every single episode. If you really listen, <laughs> it's Mark and I. The content is on our shoulders and the and our guests. Josh, he, I don't know. I don't know about him anymore. Uh, clear pass. Clear pass for us. Uh, we're down to one SSID, and then we have do. We, I say that we have one that's a hidden SSID that just spun up in a couple areas. Uh, that's mostly used for Chromebook uh, enrollment, um, and it's been, it's been great. I mean, I guess we're like a year, year and a half, uh, and I think getting new devices um, was probably the biggest little curveball for us uh, because, you know, you're going to put those into what, what VLAN you want or what management you want based upon MAC address typically. So like with a Chromebook, we would enroll that Chromebook quickly or even like the white glove way. Uh, but sometimes the MAC address wouldn't show up in Google Admin Console right away. So that would be a hindrance to ClearPass working properly because we say if it's a district device, don't give it a captive uh, portal page. Well, it has to know the MAC address to make that happen. So we just now with White Glove, we tell uh, that company that we want all the MAC addresses in a spreadsheet uh, and that fixes that. We can dump those in really quick. Uh, And then you can use that hidden SSID if you want to spend the extra time to get a Chromebook enrolled and let it sit just for a little bit to get the Mac address populated into, into Google Admin, uh, you can do that. Or when you get a new Chromebook box, I mean, always there's the barcodes on the side of the box. You can just scan those things and again, make so, a spreadsheet to dump it in. Can, can
2: you take, I, I
0: don't use Aruba, I don't use ClearPass, but can you take me
2: through from start to finish when you get a new Chromebook, iPad, PC, Mac whether it's a district device or if somebody brings in a BYOD or like a donor's choose device, like what, what's the process for adding both of those to your environment?
1: So what we're going to do is we're brand new to this. um, We don't, uh, we don't white glove, we green box our stuff out um, because we determined we do our own engraving and stuff. So we're already laying hands on the devices. So what we'll do is spin up because we do all this in the summertime. We'll just spin up a generic Open ID, connect to it, get the Chromebooks into the system over there, take them over to the engraver, get them engraved, everything. And then two or three days later, we're going to check them to make sure you know that it sees them over here, sees them in there, and it takes them off and goes. Um, with uh, iPads, uh, we buy them straight from Apple. So then they're in our Apple account. So then you just go to Mosul and you import them over to your Mosul account and then sync that over. And those things can show up you know, when you start or whatnot. So that's going to be our procedure um, for this going forward. But another thing is there's a flow chart that BDS made me that shows me, you know, is this a known device? Yes. Does this MAC address belong to the school district? Yes. Mm -hmm. Boom. You go right over here, you're done. Down a level. Does this device belong to the school district? No. Boom. Can you log in with a Gmail address, a school Gmail address? Yes. Do that. If you're a teacher, boom. Not throttled right now. Every student in the school district will be able to log on for the first time to our Wi-Fi legally and share five make connections for every student, not per student. Every student. My goal is to make it phone useless. Keep it put up. Stay off my network. Make it easier. So I'm trying mean. to fight about them. Look, I can't put in cell phone blockers. Because <laughs> was, cell phone jammers are illegal. I even hunted to see if there were cell phone jammers that would allow certain MAC addresses to go through them. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, basically, administrations, cell phones could work through the jammer, right? Everybody else's would just get blocked. That sounds like a good thing for someone to come up with. It does, but I don't know how it would work or what it would cost. So (laughs) then it goes through the whole flow chart. And then we do have guest accounts created that the offices will have the username and password to. And those passwords are just a six digit number generated by ClearPass. But we're going to change those passwords every week. That way, students... You know, they don't get a hold of it. And I tell you what, what really hurt us last time on the stuff so Without Clear Pass was in Apple, the share the password. Right. Once one kid got it, every kid had it. You know, their parent thought that it would be okay if my kid's on the Wi-Fi. And then, you know, it just kind of spread like a crack in a windshield. It just took off. It was gone. So now it doesn't matter. They can't. They can't share it because they've got to log in you know, and authenticate and stuff. And it, it's a whole flow chart and it's really neat how it works and how granular you can get to, you know. And we could take the teachers and turn around and give them access back to the network. But we're just going to leave it where, you know, if it's not a district device, it goes straight to the internet only, you know. And, can they get, and if, if it's going
0: straight to the internet, but they are staff, can they auth and they get more
1: access or no? No, they just get, unlimited bandwidth, I don't throw all their bandwidth, then they can get to their Google okay. Drive.
0: But their their content filtering is the same as a student.
1: Is that right? Uh no, 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 They can uh, no. Well, at that point or do you, what's your content filter? It's a good question. Sonic Wall. And
2: we just lost Pete.
1: No, we yeah. didn't lose him,
2: but he was, he was like dead set on the story and then you just killed
0: him. I know. I well no
1: um uh, we actually I mean I guess when you get to that part of the internet, all the social media is blocked. Teachers, okay. nobody. Get, that's 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 cut out. I'm not gonna have. I'm not getting my talk. I've felt them for years. I don't want to subpoena because you screwed up. If I get subpoenaed, I want it to be my fault.
0: So your bringer on device is kind of a blanket blanket thing.
1: Yes, blanket. It goes out straight to the internet into the sonic wall. And the sonic wall filters them all the same.
0: Cool. Where so, so ours is one SSID. Um, so if you show up with a device. Um, and it is a district device, either that we identified it because of it being in AD or we identified it because of uh, it being in Google uh, and or because on a custom list, we identified it as it's a trusted district device. Then ClearPass treats it as such and there's no captive portal. It's on and it's alive and good. Uh, if it's not on that, if it's not in that world, uh, then it gets a captive portal page and then there's like three choices there's are you staff are you student or are you a guest or like a contractor so if you're staff you can log in with your google or your windows and then you get then we get we have light speed for content filtering so then you get a staff rule set uh so even if it's a your own device you start getting the staff rules then for student if they'll spend the time uh and authenticate they'll get their student rule set and then it, and then we give them some extra kudos if they will if they will authenticate, then they won't get the captive portal page every single day. I think it's like a 30, 60 day deal where the portal page will go away. If you just stick around with guests, you're going to get the captive page every single day that you show up uh, with it. And then we have a set list uh, for like our contractors, like our people that are going to come in, like our radio stations for you know ball games and whatever. Uh, we set them up accounts ahead of time. And similar to pay, we it's we we check those and reset those every once in a while because it well we've had that where radio station yells out the passphrase that we've given to the people in the stands and then it's spreading all over the place. But it's been awesome just to have one SSID uh, and it's it can be as granular or as not as you want it to be. Uh, but we love it being granular. Uh, there's some danger in that as, as far as like overworking,
2: but. So so you your the radio station as they're announcing the ball game, they then announce the Wi-Fi password to the it, audience?
0: It had to have I I think they literally like yelled it. Like are you wanting your website to get blocked from my school district? Oh my gosh, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Josh. Yes, that's what happened. So anyway, uh ClearPass is great. I forget who it was, if it was Derek or Jeff, called it like a Swiss Army knife. Uh, it can do absolutely anything that you want it to do. That uh, sounds more like a Derek comment. It may have been Derek. So, it may have been Derek.
2: So you're I, as somebody who's not an Aruba customer, I'm not in the market for ClearPass. But what you're essentially trying to do is you're trying to minimize the number of SSIDs. Everybody's logging into one, maybe two. And then ClearPass is saying, given who, you, who your identity is,
1: here's what you're allowed to do. Yes. And then I went from, uh, you know, every building had their own SSID before mm-hmm. with their own passwords and everything. Now the Chromebook's, was on every at every building with the same password on it uh, but we switched up when we switched over uh like i said there's ssids and they broadcast everywhere if okay, you log into aruba okay. central log into aruba central make a change there you know i can see all my devices in one web portal instead of having to log on to each building individually to make you know whatever kind of change or whatnot um sweet cool
2: we, right. uh, we've got to, we got to move towards that direction. we actually had our wireless company say, hey, you guys have too many S's IDs need to start to slim down. So that's the direction we've got to go, but, uh, but we're not a clear path. No. So what, we got to do some what wireless, stuff.
1: who's your wireless we are,
2: provider? Or we, APs? Uh, Meraki or Meraki, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, and, and, a uh, basically a Cisco shop. So I know Cisco has their tools and ice we're equivalent to that. So. That's where we got to go next. It's always interesting to see how you guys set up your network, but also how you handle the different situations with the BYODs and shared devices and teachers moving between
0: buildings. So very cool. We've bantered hear. for a long time on like, cause we give after hours access where we get more loose with our content filtering, but it's still content filtering. Um, we've bantered about, cause I, I do wish we could open it up and we could, I think um, more than we already do. You know, we kind of still give a student, level of access but i think we should probably lean towards what pate talked about i I don't know like a community service
2: yeah i don't know about you but i think it doesn't matter if you open it up or if you block it down there's always going to be complaints and you know how did my son get to this website or why can't i get to this website that's the biggest challenge for us yeah and boy if you if you you let the wrong website through the filter you hear about it yeah
1: your son got to that website because your son is very persistent and tries really hard to figure out how to get around my stuff. He's a good and boy. He, and if he would apply himself that hard on his schoolwork, he would have, you know, valedictorian status. But I don't, I, I do call kids into my office for stuff like that. I don't really get onto them too hard for it because I realize I'd have been that same kid trying to figure out how to get around this stuff. I understand that, you well, know,
2: you, you don't want to be their enemy. Because they can get around you today, and they get in trouble. But then tomorrow, when they figure
1: something else out, you you want? Oh them. yeah, you know. I mean, I just wanted to understand that. Look, this is for your protection. You know, yeah. that's why you take your Chromebook home, it's still filtered by securely. It's still the same filter. Well, I'm at home. I should be able to watch Netflix. No, use your phone for Netflix. Speaking that's
2: of, you know, oh,
1: which well, something that just came up today. We're
2: we're getting to the end of the year. We we still have a little bit left in our school year, and uh, some folks are are. Preparing some curriculum related movies. Gotta put that caveat on there. Um <laughs> and they're they're finding out that they can't stream their uh their computer. It shows up black uh when you when you put it onto a projector or a or a monitor when you're using these streaming services. So I believe that's that's built into the OS of the computer, or is it from the from the browser? It's it's stopping you from actually being able to show a movie on a on a secondary device. So
0: that was a new thing this year that we found. I've seen uh, that far like in the past, I haven't had reports of that recently. Um, I like it. Uh, if companies would just block it before I have to do it or turn my you know, head away from that, we don't block it or whatever. I would prefer that. Pete, hey, have you had that? I've not seen that. know, you know, do you know what streaming the, service
1: it was, Mark? Uh, it was Disney. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of my teachers were streaming Disney the last week of school, but my God, Netflix was going hard. Disney no, so my- the one. Disney. I know some. I know when I'm streaming, Disney because my daughter came home and told me what movie they watched. <laughs> Disney's been so. the one for us that Disney blocks us from time to
0: time, and then we'll get work order tickets that we're blocking Disney Plus. I'm like, listen, it's not we aren't blocking Disney Plus. Disney Disney is blocking you uh, because many of you are using Disney Plus, uh, and they, and they catch on to that, and then it's usually blocked for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, and it will start working again. Oh, so they're blocking your your district. Yes. Oh, and that's happened several times to us. So we block kind of our stance for good or for bad. Uh, I don't let kids get to those streaming services, uh, but staff, uh, it's blocked, but you can override it. Um, And that's kind of me. I am saying that it's wrong. And I gladly have the conversations about ethics and like if you read the licensing and the whole bit. Uh, But if you, the teacher, as an individual, and this is me trying to find the middle place. If you want to go out of your way to click the unblock me and show the movie in your room, you can do that, but that's all on you. I'm going to look, I'm going to look in another direction while you're doing that. So what, what, what message do they get when they go to a, if it's Disney or Netflix? It just doesn't, flawed? it's like an error message. Oh, okay. So they think it's your fault. Yes. It's like an error code from Disney. You know, something like this video is not able to play or something, something that it doesn't point blank say like, this is what's happening. You know, you guys are bad. Um, but I always know that I do nothing. I do nothing to make that happen and I do nothing to fix it. Uh, and it will just
1: magically start working again. Yeah. I mean, if it's a, a Chromebook, everybody's Chromebook cannot stream a streaming service, uh, teacher, staff, student, doesn't matter, uh, district desktops. It's not a hill I'm going to die on right now. It's not worth it. It's not worth the headache. It's not worth being told because the one teacher that you really don't like, Raised a big enough stink that the principal in the building comes back and says, just give it to him. And then at that point, I'm overridden and I'm not willing to let that get me, get my dander up about it. Right. You know, I told him, I sent an email out. I was like, look, just so you know, just because you pay for it doesn't mean you can legally do this. I'm not going to stop you. But they come sort of handing out subpoenas for stuff. I promise you, I'll know who streamed it. And that's where the subpoenas is going it's to you.
2: I think that's that's the part that teachers don't understand is that we actually do get held legally responsible by by movie companies or, or streaming services if we knowingly allow this to go on. We had a software company, I won't say the name of the software company, but give us a list of here, are all the computers with pirated software on your network because we it connects the, to the cloud and we can see which serial number, we can see the name of the, the computer and we can see that's coming from your network. So they handed us a list of it and then they... Check back in with us two weeks later. So we had to get into the habit of when they give us a list of these computers, we gotta block them and let the you know let the student or the teacher know you're using pirated software. We just got alerted, it's blocked, and then you know they come back two weeks later with another list of computers. So you know it's something that people don't understand is that when you're when you're bringing illegal pirated software or you're streaming you know movies on on a school network, that school is is can and is held responsible for it and and we're the ones
0: who our names are on the ISP so i pitched and i think we talked about this previously but that swank uh so we already do swank movie licensing just so that we can play disney movies or play whatever movies in the classroom or you know for after school activities and you know you can't charge money but you can invite people in whatever whatever it's okay to play the those all those great films from all these great companies, it's okay to play those in the classroom because we pay for all that licensing. Uh, I pitched that we buy the streaming service um, and I got denied. Uh, I I actually really wanted to do it uh, because I had all the principals. I met with them each individually and said, I want us to all hold hands on this together. We're going to lock arms and we're going to legit block Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu. All of them. We're blocking them all. And we're going to say we only use the Swank streaming service. Uh, And they agreed. And then I pitched it to my super and I told him how much it was. And he said, it's not worth it. So we're
1: just going to do what we've always done. Uh, You know, your super is a good, good guy. He's penny wise (laughs) about stuff, but sometimes he's a little slow on the uptake of other things. I'm
2: going to quote you on that. You can quote me on
1: it. I'll text him and tell him I told him that.
2: Did, did your soup come to you and just say, hey, listen, Chris,
0: you can pay for your own. <laughs> Josh, quit it. <laughs> no, and I don't know. I did hear of a neighboring school district that went with that swank streaming service and got tons of pushback from teachers. And and I did anticipate that there was going to be some pushback. I mean, again, my stance has been and I literally say, like, hey, I'm just like, I'm going to turn around and walk away from this to <laughs> hardcore got everybody in sync. We're blocking everything. Um, I don't know. I anticipated pushback, but I was still ready to do it because that was going to make us, uh, legit legal. Like there was going to be this portal. You have to use the portal. Uh, you have to watch the movies that are available within the portal. It was going to make me feel good about all the ethics and all the controversies about streaming services. But again, it was costly and I'm not doing it. Do you guys do anything, Mark? What do you guys do?
2: Uh, we provide guidance to our teachers on the uh, appropriate use of movies in the classroom. We provide uh, just kind of a quick document that says, you know, here's, if you want to show a movie in your classroom, here is what you're allowed to do. Here's what your rights are under copyright, fair copyright law. And and uh, and we do allow our teachers to make the best decision for their classroom. Um, the, the tough part is that, you know, some of the streaming services might have a different Policy, so you might have the right to show a particular movie, that but that doesn't mean that you can use the streaming service. Um, and, and I'm not going to read through every single streaming service on the market and figure out which ones can and cannot be used. So, uh, we so do, do you, you know, block Netflix today with teachers or no? Uh, we, we actually block streaming services on the wireless just so that we don't have like a huge problem with people streaming movies on the wireless and pulling down bandwidth, but it's okay. you hardwire in, you can get to these things okay. and other services, but we don't take, we, we that's just simply a network hygiene, um, rule. Right. We not necessarily take the approach of, uh, we're going to govern what you are doing. It, it, it's the kind of thing where, you know, from time to time, I'll get a, a principal or somebody saying, Hey, can you block this game or this website? My One of my teachers or staff members is wasting time and and doing this when they should be working. I'm like, that's not the purpose of the content filter of the network. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we, we need to take approach of we're providing the service to you. It's up to you to use it responsibly. We have an acceptable use policy. Um, But we're not going to cover every single scenario. And and if you as a manager are noticing that this service is being used too much or inappropriately, that's that's between, you know, manager and I kind of
0: love that, Mark. Oh, well, thank you. I think sometimes I get put into the place where I'm the gatekeeper. I'm the bad guy. Like literally, it's Chris making the decision to block the website. It doesn't go above me. It's not come from a committee before me it just came to me, I'm expected to block it or decide why it's not blocked when really it's a personnel issue. Like it is a, and it's a responsibility issue of that employee. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, we know we, we have tools that give us a lot of information and data, try not to abuse that uh, and 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 only use that information to make the service or make the, the, the process better. Uh, but of course you always have somebody who says, I think this student is doing this or we're having a problem. Can you look through and tell us what they're browser history is or tell us if they're doing this and it's and that's a really slippery slope and mm-hmm. uh you know that one really i'd say that was the biggest surprise during the pandemic when people were at home how much our team was suddenly shifted into an investigatory role and, and these two kids are bullying and I don't have the ability, you know, the principal didn't have the ability to pull these two kids in a room and figure out what's going on. So they're reaching out to us and can you figure out what's happened? Can you look through emails and chats and stuff? And that was just it, part of it was time consuming. It pulled us away from what we needed it to do. And then the other part of it is like, at what point is enough enough, right? At, at what point do we just say, is not the role of, of IT. Right. This is human-human relationships. You as principal with your teacher, teacher to student, you know, school to parent. That's that's the important part. And so, it, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, but you know, being able to provide tools and resources to teach to teachers and schools, and and provide them with guidance so that they know how to use it appropriately. But at the end of the day, I, I try not to be the the, the bully that says. I don't like what you're doing, or I don't think that's the right way of doing it. So I'm going to block it. Um, try not to do that. Security is a different story, sure. right? If, if access to a website is a security risk, that's a different situation. Or if something is obviously inappropriate for you to get to, that's a different situation. But uh, I try not to put myself into a situation where I'm doing a manager's job or I'm doing an adult's job for them because it's
0: easier. I feel like I am normally looked at as pretty, I'm pretty liberal with my content filtering. Um, I think you're more liberal than me, and I'm kind of excited. I think I should go and block some stuff. Well, use of the word liberal
2: uh, with somebody from Missouri to to Massachusetts is probably a
0: very different definition. (laughs) I was going to say in my personal beliefs, I'm very conservative, but in the realm of content filtering, I'm a pretty laid back dude.
1: I will go through the security logs of the students, and if there are certain websites that they're just hammering at or whatever, I'll reach over and just block the website. You know, if it's not educational, it's not whatever. Damn, quit, quit wasting my bandwidth. Get it, you know, go find another way around it. Yeah, uh, I will. I've had teachers send me requests for game sites to be blocked, and nine times out of ten, I just block it. Kids shouldn't be, you know. Some of these websites, especially the ones where, you know, first person shooter type situations or cool math games, cool math games is allowed. If you want to race your car on cool math games, you race it as a senior in high school More power to you. So I've had work order tickets. I think right now we block cool
0: math games. I've had teachers email me to block cool math games. And I've had teachers say, Hey, I use that as a classroom resource. Can you please unblock cool math games? So I think we, I think one day light speed blocked cool math games. And I just left it because I wasn't going to go out of my way to allow it.
1: You know, I mean, like I guess I, I don't necessarily go looking, you know, there's times I go looking just to make sure that, you know, they're not on some place. They're not supposed to really be. That's gotten through, you know, the filter and stuff. But as they don't, they think I sit in my office and just stare all day long trying to find for their sure. ways around, you know, uh, you look to you know, like search for VPN or whatever. And I'll send a student an email. I was like, how about, stop searching for a vpn on your chromebook and just accept this is what you get yeah it's the same thing i
2: think when you have like we have somebody who manages the filter and she'll say oh this you know this school was on this or these kids were on this website should i block it if we know that this is in the curriculum you know as josh always says
1: i know i have teachers using these tools
2: and and you don't want to (laughs) necessarily block something that you know is in the curriculum so
1: oh yeah i agree with that you know you agree uh, with josh always I, Rarely. Oh, that's not true. Josh and I are good friends, but <laughs> his his Josh's buttons are so exposed for pushing that it doesn't take much to go <laughs> off. He goes.
2: They're pulling out the audio files for this soundboard, there was a lot to choose from. There that's was a, a lot. There was. A, I mean, my favorite is definitely.
1: You can pay for your own damn. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you were talking about. You know this, that, or the other. You know, not wanting to make these decisions and whatnot. When uh, when we turned on two-factor for uh Google, I was actually still in the rehab hospital, and uh, my guy sent me an email. and He goes, uh, "We're gonna turn this on because we were gonna turn it on before I ended up in the hospital." And I was like, "Yes." I said, "Type up an email and send it to me." He does. At the bottom of the email, it says, "Or if you don't want to use your personal device, there is uh, these codes you can use." The pieces of paper. I wrote back and said, "Take that out. If they push back, we'll give them the paper. If they don't push back, let it. You know, we're not we're not telling them there's a solution there's going to be more work on us than them using their own cell phone that they use for five thousand things a day. Right? Goofing off in the classroom, they surely can just push. Yes, that's me logging on. So uh, we had zero, not one person push back to say." They weren't using their personal device to do that. Sweet. None, you know. We're
0: rolling out. Uh, so we landed on if you have teacher gradebook access and sys, uh, then you get two factor Google. That's our next, that's what we landed on. I, I landed so on
1: if you're not a student, you get it.
0: I, I think we'll probably get there one day. We'll see. Do
1: you, do you want me to call your super and tell him he's behind me? He's slagging.
0: Hey, we sat um, across from each other, he and I in a little bit of silence because I pitched for all and he wasn't wanting all and it kind of just went back and forth for a while. So Pate, let me roll this out. <laughs> That's and not as much fun for me. Something. I know. Uh, I oh, am almost is- forgetting and I don't want to forget InfoBlocks, our new sponsor, proud sponsor of the K 12 tech talk podcast. Uh, we're learning more and more about them and I'm, I'm going to, uh, Put a link in the podcast description for a DDI Buyer's Guide, Uh, and it's this pretty lengthy PDF. PDF. I'll sponsor the K twelve Tech Talk PDF that breaks down uh, DDI. Breaks down DDI management. It breaks down uh, just the different parts of what Infoblox can do: Uh, DNS security, IP uh, six adoption. Uh, support of virtual SDN, all kinds of stuff in this document to check out and to figure out what can work for you uh, in your environment. So I'll put that as a link uh, and you guys can check it out. Anything else? I feel like we've talked, I feel like we killed on ClearPass. We've talked about two-factor. We talked about streaming. Anything oh, else? Do,
1: we, uh, we two-factor the tech department using Offlight and Keys. Okay. And Google Authenticator. So that it elevates you. What um, Offlight does is it elevates your account when you log in, de-elevates it when you're logged out. So that you're back to a normal standard user with not the privileges of finding, you know, finding out what, you, you know, things on the network and stuff. Uh, Offlight's been working great. You have to have it installed on every PC to make it uh, function really well. But that wasn't too bad. So you're that's installed on every Windows PC,
0: but you're currently only going to use it with your tech department. Is that correct? The tech department is the
1: only people who have two, two, two factor If you're not in the tech department, uh, before this, you really didn't have local. We stripped local admin privileges a couple of years ago. So now, in essence, we've stripped our admin privileges. And only when we're logged in using the uh, account on in Offlight and our UB keys or our Google Authenticator code. I like it. Uh, Windows 2
0: factor is on my summer list as well for my tech department. Well, I'll tell you this. It can't be that hard because I did it myself. Hey, are you going to Midwest Tech Talk?
1: Yes, I'm an attendee plus, 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 plus member.
0: Hola. So Midwest Tech Talk's coming up July 18th and 19th. Uh, actually, our kickoff event is on July 17th. Um, and, well, this is like a you, you heard it here first kind of thing. Uh, so the kickoff is at Port Arrowhead. And we're going to do registration uh, in the convention center from like four to seven with food and drinks and the whole bit. And then we're giving you a ticket to walk up to their sky deck. And there's this country musician, Drake White. It's not Drake like Drake. Whoa. You guys got Drake? No. Drake Drake White's awesome. Well, he's going to be at Midwest Tech Talk. So you'll get a ticket and you'll walk up to the sky deck uh, and Drake White will be there with an opening band. Drake. Was he already scheduled
1: there? Did y'all schedule him?
0: Hey, it's hey, just let me take the credit for doing it. <laughs> just don't ask well, questions. No,
1: if you pulled Drake White, I was going to be pretty impressed.
0: No, we actually, the real story is that we had booked the Sky Deck. They booked Drake White. They kicked us out of the Sky Deck to the convention center. So as part of the negotiation was tickets for Midwest Tech Talk attendees to get the Drake White for
1: free. See, and always you're welcome. taking care of us. Always taking care of us. The one thing that the Midwest Tech Talk people do, the committee does, <laughs> is they take care of the attendees.
0: We try. We try. Pat. No, no, you all do.
1: There's there's no try about it. You all do. <laughs> Thanks, Even Pat. Grumpy Josh is pretty
2: helpful. I'm still stuck on Drake. You got Drake? You got Drake?
1: Z? Yeah.
0: Wow. Drake is coming. Drake. Anyways, it's pretty cool. Hey, do you you have all your batteries still? We we haven't really asked you like how are you doing? Let's close with that. Tate is showing us all of his batteries. Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm on batteries till I get a heart transplant.
0: And when is, I mean, when is that? Or when is hopefully five to seven that?
1: years? Okay, I gotta, I gotta build my sick days back up to be gone for <laughs> all that time again, so I'll still get a paycheck. I like you know, it. My, the LVAD's working great. It's doing great. We went to Disney World last week. Uh, no issues, no problem. Awesome. Uh, the LVAD did qualify me for the DAS pass lane, which was. Awesome. So, between me buying the Genie Plus and that, we didn't wait in line <laughs> the whole, whole time. We rode every ride in the Magic Kingdom my daughter wanted to ride awesome. without waiting in line for anything. So, there are some perks. Oh, there's perks to this.
0: <laughs> for no? having, having, heart, having a heart attack. A couple of times, there are perks.
1: There's definitely perks to, you know, dying twice.
2: I just went through the airport yesterday and accidentally left a pin in my pocket. Meanwhile, Paige pulled his shirt up and there's like, it's a full
1: Robocop uh, underneath his shirt. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta wand in to the parks, into Disney Springs. So I'm just walking up, not thinking really much of it, just start lifting my shirt up before I walk through there. I'm like, look, I, I prefer to be hand patted down over here. We go to the animal kingdom. I show the guy this. He goes, but can you still go through the metal detector? I was like, sure, I'm not going to cause a scene at whatever time in the morning it was. Right. Being like, dude, this keeps my, because like the one guy was like, I need medical exemption over here to uh, allow this person <laughs> to bypass the thing. And the guy comes over and he goes, oh yeah, yeah I've seen those. He's good.
2: That's you have enough one. wires and batteries strapped to your chest that I could see somebody thinking the wrong thing as soon as you lift your chest. Uh, funny, sure. funny
1: story about that. Uh, I was convinced that was going to happen, that somebody's going to think I was strapped for a bomb hasn't happened yet but
0: it's a good thing probably
1: nope
0: <laughs> <laughs> well pate it's always a pleasure talking to you visiting I, with you i
1: appreciate it guys i enjoyed it yeah mark for it was a pleasure in. to put a face with the name and the level of expertise that i will never have there's not much
2: not much to the face I, or the expertise i have a i've been oh, told i mean to the, a face we're, we're, video, we're,
1: so. we're coming close to rocking the same hairstyle. me on purpose you from nature (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) let's end
0: with that and this has been k12 tech talk can we end five minutes ago (laughs) can we cut this out (laughs) nope (laughs) we'll see you next time maybe josh will be back